Hello and welcome to LedgeCast. Let's see if we can do this for real this time. My name is Brian Kreisgaard, here with Josh Olsiewicz. Josh, how you doing? Everybody missed the, the rug in the pre-show, the rugging. Uh the They might not have because it went live and then it went away and oh, now okay. it's back. It was live for like, I mean, five seconds. I've, I've never had that problem with Restream. I blame It'll Restream. It'll be in history forever, you know? Yeah. When we're long gone, this, it'll be archived and... And there you go. Well, What was that movie? There was a movie where it was a guy was a robot or a, like an ai and he was like the library of humanity um uh, we're gonna be in that is what i'm trying to say well there's ender's game horse and scott cards book well, where there's like a computer that is sentient in that but i know there's lots of these it's like the time machine i think it's called the time machine the time like machine classic um uh, there's a bunch. There's yeah. there's several of these, but I would I would I would yeah. I would read one because I like these kinds of things. But uh, it's a great movie. I think it still holds up. I haven't seen it for years, but uh, do recommend if you haven't seen it, the new Time Machine. There you go. Training gloves are not on, by the way, but they need to be because man, it is it is it's windy cold. and cold and rainy over here. Let me tell you. Let me tell. I'll tell you what. Um. Speaking of rainy and cold, though, these markets, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, these what markets. is going on? Well, you know, it's it's just one of those things. It's just we have the the beauty of failed pump attempt. I mean, look at that. Like, on, this is technical, Josh, isn't it? Like, look, it just look right into the right into the floor of resistance. I mean, barely got anywhere. If you really are just playing level to level here, this is pathetic. Again, I think we said this a couple of weeks ago, but like other people have said this. I have no original thoughts. Everything I say is other people. Um, You'd think we'd be lower, but if like if you if I told you at sixty that all this stuff happens this year, you'd say, "Oh no, we'd probably be lower, right?" Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm shocked we're we're holding up as well as we are. You know. Well, even this, I don't I don't think it's all all because of us. The old the old Dixie, oh, no. the old Dixie has two up days and everything just absolutely pukes everywhere. It's still in a downtrend though. I will note that. The dollar is still also at the level, the 105 level. Mm-hmm. The um, the kind of go sideways level, but uh, legacy markets. You see this, the S and P. Yes. Four days of Brutality. just absolute pain. And you mentioned there's a uh, a record options expiry today. So there is maybe maybe this is a t- tied to that, and maybe maybe will there be a Santa rally? I mean, I feel like it's a little late for a Santa rally. Like it's. <laughs> You know, it's getting late. Workshops uh, got to go into overtime here. It's um, the holidays. Nobody's in the office. People are on vacation. I don't know. Like who's again? Who's buying here? Right? Who's buying anything here? I don't know. Uh, we seen eggs. Egg prices up like a bajillion dollars. Is Joe Public buying digital assets right now? Other than that Trump NFT? No. Other than That's that Trump NFT, opinion. things that we say in 2022. <laughs> Unless you're an NFT enjoyer, I don't think you're dialed into the uh, Trump NFT. <laughs> <sighs> I just, I dude, the video, I I could not figure out at first was it a deep fake? Like, because somebody had just come out with this Morgan Freeman deep fake, and um, at first I was like, this can't be real. This is too stupid to be real. I mean, well, I saw the headline. I saw the Dune Analytics. I didn't realize it was like officially released from him. Yeah, um, I mean, he's like. I hope I'm your favorite president. Better than Lincoln. Better than Washington. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding. better than Lincoln. What? 
Yes. He preserved he preserved the union, especially on January 6th, 2022. Just absolute union preservation mechanisms there. Union um, preserver. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, yeah, as as mentioned in the chat, um, you know, crypto was bad when he was in office, but now that he can enjoy himself some 10% royalties and whatever it was, a four That's or five the other thing about his, his crypto attitude. Like, I knew people in his administration who were very pro-crypto. Like, I, I sat down with them. I had meals with these people um, when I was in D.C. Um, and I know, like, Jared... Kushner was yeah, pro Kushner crypto, was I think. Yeah, but so it's weird for me to see him well, take that angle. I know almost, uh, Bannon it's, obviously it's, pro crypto. It's almost as if he just spouted something out of his mouth and didn't almost, think about you it. Know. Uh, anyway, I, I don't, don't really know. want to talk about Donald Trump yeah, today. But <laughs> for the record, you know, for the people who are watching this in the archives, this is the week that Donald Trump released some really horrendous NFTs. Um. And they sold That's out. coming from you. You're the NFT uh, aficionado. You know, to me, it's just another JPEG. But to you, say, calling it horrendous, that's something. It's it's pr- pretty bad. Um. Anyway, yeah, markets. Look, it's the end of the year. <laughs> We've been down all year. What's another week or two, right? Yeah. For those of you listening, um, Mr. Trump himself just appeared on a feed. Apparently they're all like photoshops, which is unsurprising. But uh, apparently they're like couldn't be any clearer as photoshop. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. No, let me rephrase that. I know the images themselves are photoshopped. I didn't realize they literally plucked all of the non-Trump faces, all of the you know the garb from other images. Um, super low quality, low effort stuff here. Yeah. Anyway. Well, nevertheless. Um, Is there anything going on that's like we can look forward to? Is there anything going on that we can look forward to? Well, here's where my head's at. Generally, I expect 2023 to be flat, unexciting. You know, you're going to have recession. You're going to have earnings recession. You're going to have more inflation stuff. I expect inflation to come down below 5%. I think demand destruction destruction has been really severe already. Oh, for Uh, sure. And... If we we're not seeing it enter, everywhere though. If we enter right, a recession, mostly. I think we're already like a third or halfway through one. Um, I I think the demand destruction has been really really severe, and we we could hit a technical recession in twenty twenty three that wouldn't like, surprise me. We'll make our predictions in a week or two whenever we do our next show before the end of the year. Um, but yeah, I think well, all uh, the macro people are like, nope, we can't bottom until the Fed stops hiking. We can't fight the Fed. Just like we couldn't fight the Fed, even as bad as things looked in 2019 when the Fed, um, 2019, 2020, when the Fed started um, being dovish again or whatever, right? Uh, so I buy that. Uh, and everyone's like, well, this is the most obvious recession that everybody's priced in. And everybody, the worst kept secret. It is the know, worst man. kept secret, though. I, but it still looks like I, a recession. They're still hiking people, into a recession. Like, how can yeah. they hike into a recession? How's that going to work out? But when people say, when people say like the coming recession, the uh, the upcoming recession, like as if it's certainty, it's here, isn't it? That's like, what, that's my point. That, like, I, I don't think you say the upcoming recession. I think by the time people say, 
yeah, see, told you so. Look at this reception. At that point, you're probably like capitulation away from a bottom as well, you know, or like it doesn't affect asset prices in the way that you would think. And um, you end up having like the way stagflation hits asset prices, but maybe um, are, are flat and prices overall are up, but, you know, uh, actual purchasing activity is down. Who knows? But yeah, I don't, I don't, People are people always think it's going to look just like the last one. It's easy to see. It's easy to know the de- you know everything happening, and then that's never true. So this will have some quirks that we will understand much better after it's over and doesn't matter anymore. And we'll try to learn from them, and then we'll try to say like, oh yeah, this twenty twenty eight recession is going to be just like twenty twenty two was, <laughs> you know, just like twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three. It'll be the same, and it won't be the same then either. Um, but yeah. I, I don't know that matters is because we're just so tied to to legacy, you know? Yeah, from a crypto perspective. But yeah, the only reason I care about any of that stuff, obviously, because we live in the United States and that matters to us cost of living wise. But yeah. when I just look at like the S&P, to me, this feels like a very whatever kind of drawdown after a big bounce up. Um, but at the same time saying like, OK, yeah, this trend is basically unchanged. Um, that's all I really see here. It's not anything, anything special. Um, still within this tolerance. <laughs> Remember when we drew all this out? Um, just who knows? Yeah. Could be two hundred week held so far. It this could plan uh, pan out to be a massive inverted head and shoulders on like a multi month time frame, right on the S and P there. Yeah, uh, it's just you know we live this stuff every minute of every day and it's going to take a lot of time. Yeah. Maybe too, I think is honestly our best chance. Crypto wise. There's another thing that could happen. Like, right. You just chain, take the consolidation and kind of adjust it, <laughs> you know, like, but it's going to happen somewhere. Like just move the diagonal. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever. This is the same thing. Economically, this, this result and the previous doesn't really change anybody's life very much. You know, it's just numbers on the screen. Um, but where people are a little less excited. Now, what I I personally don't think we're going to have is just this minus, I mean, what would it even take? If we did, like match the COVID lows, that'd be minus 60% overall. It's possible, but that's not really what I personally anticipate for the S&P uh, in 2023 because I think we've already seen a lot of the price failure happen on the junky stuff. And you see the relative strength because there are some things that are performing fairly well in this environment. And those things are keeping the indexes a little higher. Um, but anyway, again, not not a predictions episode, but something we can keep in mind. Uh, I just don't know who's like who's bullish on 2023 for anything, you know? Yeah, I'm bullish on 2023 relative to 2022. I feel like I'll be more prepared. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'll be I'll happy be, just to close flat. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be more more prepared. But like, I don't know that I'm seeking like an up-only environment in 2023, you know? No, and that's why, again, we talked about this two weeks ago, I think. But like, ETH BTC has a chance, pre-BTC having, pre-Shanghai, to, to do well, assuming everything doesn't tank. Um. We're potentially lowering rates into BTC having in 2024. Like that's where my head's at. For me, 2023 is just like whatever. 
you know, anything could happen. But I'm I'm all about that 2024. Yeah, happening at this point. Which lines up on this chart too, right? <laughs> of the S and P, right? I'm talking about crypto. Uh, so I guess from a crypto perspective, you know, I drew this. I haven't taken this yeah, off because it hasn't been broken. Um, we tried to we tried to sneak out, but when you get down to the brass tacks of it, we fell right back into this quasi consolidation range. I mean, we were we were about to, and then FTX blew up. You know, right, right, right. But I mean, even this, <laughs> so, I mean, even even this week, there's always something. There's always something, right? Even this week. Um, it would be interesting to me if we like super capitulated over the holiday. I guess that's possible. Like if the regular market keeps going down towards the bottom of that range we we're talking about, what if the holiday and the end of twenty twenty two that that could mark a proper bottom, right? If you just hit this nasty, nasty low at the end of the year, um, go hit ten, eleven, twelve k Bitcoin. Um, CM in the market's asking. When is Barry going to blankety blank the market? Um, it's open question, right? What the heck is going to happen with Genesis, DCG, etc.? There's lots and lots of talk about um, imminent bankruptcy filings for Genesis, um, but apparently, I'm kind of surprised. Okay, I'm surprised the Winklevi haven't stepped in and said, "Look, we're gonna." Make the Gemini Iron program whole in some way. I don't think they have a billion dollars to do that, but like Stay. having this go on and on is not a good look for them as an exchange. Yeah. You know, G you're talking about Gemini. I'm talking about Genesis. Well, they're one and the same, right? Genesis owes Gemini. Well, the Gemini their program. liabilities are similar. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Gemini Earn is using Genesis. But even if Gemini Earn was made whole, I don't think it makes Genesis whole. I think Genesis's liabilities are larger. And yes. That's the the problem the problem though is a, in a chapter eleven whatever restructuring the idea if I understand correctly is like you're trying to get as much per dollar for the people who are owed it as possible so if they're completely wrecked and it's not a restructuring can fix this type of situation then you end up with pennies on the dollar it's not that helpful so. Um, avoiding that form of bankruptcy, I guess, is part of the, the goal. But I don't know. Price Discovery asks about the, the other thing I was thinking about the other day, which was um, the Gox coins, which in the grand scheme of thing, uh, things, 162,000 coins. That's really not that much. <laughs> like, it's a, it's a decent chunk, but um, they still are in the wallets. You know, I haven't heard much about the distribution. It's I honestly thought it was going to happen this year, but uh, Maybe 2025, guys. No, I don't know. no, there's information out about that. We interviewed Carpelli's on Up Only, and he talked about it. Go watch that episode. It's actually a really good episode. Um, but there's they're they're very close to the end of that process. Um, I'm just shocked it took this long. Yeah, it did take a long time. Just craziness. Like if that took this long, how long is FTX going to take? Uh, Are we gonna like? Am I gonna be on my my deathbed when I'm whatever years old and they start <laughs> unraveled gonna, it all. Right? Like, it's going to be a while. I did see the apparently FTX lawyers, which I presume that means people who work for John Ray now. Were, JJR, as he's known. Yeah. So if I think we can say SPF, we can say JJR. JJR. They yeah. were trying to advocate for being able to sell off um, 
solvent assets. So FTX Japan and some other stuff where they think like some of the things I think that FTX US had acquired in the previous couple of years that actually mm-hmm. carry real market value um, to be able to, to help in these proceedings. What I wonder is if they would actually benefit from waiting longer until there's more demand for those types of products. But because right now, like, who, again, who's your buyer, even of healthy assets? So I don't think you have a choice when you're liquidating, right? Right. That's what. Yeah. So it's just but that's still not just it's just going to be worse for creditors um, who are trying to seek dollar, you know, pennies on the dollar, dimes on the dollar, whatever they think they can achieve just makes it harder. But um yeah, that's some of the news that's coming out of that. And then, I don't know. Then we have Binance, which... Oh, yeah. Honestly, a lot of I don't even know what's going on there other than... Well, um, okay, so a couple things happened. One is one of the audit firms that had audited, was it Binance, Crypto.com, QCoin? They just, well, it's not an audit, first of all, but go ahead. Pro- well, they had, they had done some work of... Some they put their name on a piece of paper that said they looked at assets, yes. Yeah. But it's not an audit. <laughs> well, they deleted those things and like okay. basically said I'm uh you know we're not doing that now anymore or maybe uh actually Armorino or whatever that one was the FTX US auditor they just said we're closing our crypto audit practice um and this more uh, this other auditor that I don't have the name on my top of my head right now they apparently just kind of deleted all their stuff I don't know what that means CZ also <laughs> Um, at a very minimum, CZ did bad, bad public relations on a CNBC interview where he avoided um, answering questions about proof of reserves in a way that was sensible. Um, so I understood what he was saying, like paying money back when it wasn't customer assets, but he didn't, he could have just been much more clear than he was. So he was an- trying to answer a question about, whether they could pay back clawed back assets from the FTX bankruptcy. And he said that they're financially strong or something like that, but didn't specify. And then a lot of people took it, or maybe I'm misunderstanding when he was talking about proof of reserves and he kept talking about their financial strength, but he didn't just outright say, Hey, if people want to withdraw any coin that they think they hold on Binance, they can just come and withdraw it, which that would settle it. Right? Like if you have this coin and it's on Binance it actually is on Binance and you can come withdraw it. Basically saying there's not rehypothecation, there's not um, you know, any kind of uh, other confusion with assets. What I wonder, I wonder if staked ETH is a reason why he can't outright say that. This is just me thinking live, Josh. Uh, like if Binance is staking a percentage of their ETH to earn yield does that make it to where they cannot actually provide a hundred percent of the ETH that customers think they have on the exchange? Well, staking is available on Binance US, but not lending. Lending is available on Binance.com. Um, so I think on Binance.com, they're certainly potentially running into more issues being like contagion adjacent or something, right? Uh, I agree with you though with the staked ETH stuff. Yeah, there's there's could be a duration mismatch. There could right. be all sorts of stuff that uh, that would be my personal guess that a duration that Celsius ran into, right? Yeah, a duration mismatch does even way more than that. But yeah, that could exist, but that doesn't mean they don't have those funds. But uh, somebody said they say that explicitly. But it, if they, let's see, 
can you withdraw your staked ETH on Binance? You can't on Kraken. Uh, well, that's what you're saying. You're saying Kraken has said that explicitly, but I think they are staking it directly in ETH 2.0 stuff. So you, I think you are stuck until then, and you probably yeah, but opted if you give it into to, that. Whereas, if you give it to Kraken, I know they tell you, look, you ain't getting this back until it's unlocked in the protocol, right? So whereas as other, long as they're doing that upfront, right? And so they're if, telling you, look, this is not liquid. You are not getting this back until they unlock it. Like, right. But if other fine. if other platforms, let's say they have a million ETH and they say, okay, we're going to take 100,000 ETH and we're going to stake it. We'll never have to get rid of 90% of the ETH on our platform. And they didn't tell people that. They just have a coverage amount. Now, those ETH still exist. They're real. But they can't service ninety more than 90% of customers' coins. That is, that is, in my opinion, probably a real risk for at least some exchanges out there. I don't know if it's for Binance. I don't know. I'm just, if he's not giving very clear answers, then why is he not giving very clear answers? Get to the source of the issue. And that would be one of my guesses as to what the source of the issue is. What you cause when you do that is a bank run where people are like, well, screw that. I'm getting mine. I want my ETH before 2024, 20, whatever it's going to come out. And then you, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, which is the same thing he uh, uh, helped initiate on FTX, which then uncovered a much larger uh, fraud than you know w- w- what he might have been, been anticipating in that scenario. Well, bank runs are fine if you got the reserves. That's right. right. Exactly. That's right. It's fine. A crypto exchange that's doing Even, like can, tether. Tether taught us this in 2018 as did uh, Binance a little bit the other day when we saw $6 billion in outflows, right? Like, they right. didn't have to close withdrawals. They had, they paused USDC for like an hour or and something. And to be but, fair, Gemini, outside of their Gemini Earn program, which is opt-in, like, Gemini itself did the same thing, right? Like, they had a massive bank run. I mean, lost a ton of their assets and worked fine because unless you were in Gemini Earn, which that money's wrecked, sorry, but... If, if you didn't opt into Gemini Earn, then a bank run has no problem. Right. And I think I think Binance is probably fine. I think somebody's trolling a little bit about that. But um, I think Binance is healthy and fine, just like CZ's saying. What he's not saying is what worries you if you're if you're. Well, concerned. I'm not going to stand here and defend Binance. Like, I'm not going to pull not. Roger Ver and say, everything is fine. I'm out Gox, right? We're not going to go that far, but... Uh, the same thing with Tether. You know, I would never defend Tether and say like, oh, they're absolutely 100% clean. Like, use them. If you don't trust them, don't use them, right? Like, the same thing with any exchange, whatever, right? We don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. The proof is in the regardless. pudding. The proof is in the pudding. What happens when you have the bank run? Yeah. Uh, and so far, they've somebody, done okay. Yeah. Somebody was repeating a Warren Buffett quote recently. Where, uh, I guess he said... Um, when the tide goes out, you see who's not wearing any pants or something like that. <laughs> yeah. One thing I didn't like on the, the reserves of Binance, similar to FTX, they do have a considerable amount of BNB in their reserves, mm. which makes sense for any exchange with an exchange token. Yeah. Uh, and it's certainly not as egregious as FTX was. But, you know, looking at that chart, that thing looks pretty top heavy at the moment. BNB. Um, B and B, yeah. B and B. And it did, you know. Again, it's like if you look at if you look at Soul and the Soul ecosystem and what happened 
in 2021, in 2022, relative to BTC, relative to ETH, and how Sam was sort of selling, or Alameda, whoever, taking user assets, selling them to buy soul stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's happening with BNB. I'm not even insinuating it's happening with BNB, but you got to wonder, right? Like, <laughs> you got to wonder. I do think it really held us down, um, BTC and ETH, as far as uh, going higher in the, the bull run. BNV did? No, no, no. Sam, Sam, and oh, Sam, uh, absolutely. User assets. Yeah, that rehypothecation. Caught, like, yeah, absolutely, no doubt about it. Yeah. If you end up think a bunch of people think they have Bitcoin and then they don't, it means the Bitcoin was sold to do other things. It was di- exactly. It was. They were short. They were shorting BTC and buying other shit. That's right. Um, is that the BNB chart? It is. Do you take this trade, Josh? It, I mean, there's there's a ton of reversal patterns on that. There's a inverted Adam and Eve. There's an inverted cup and handle. There's a there's a head and shoulders at the top top there. Yeah. I just you know I I would love to see BNB go down and the exchange be fine. You know that's ultimately yeah. <laughs> telling you everything's okay because then they're not you know buying BNB with user assets or something looking, ridiculous. Looking right? at this chart. And saying I want to take this trade does not mean that you are rooting against Binance the chain. No, I just I want them to be fine. I want them to be completely fine, and I want them to be under stress and you know anti fragile. I don't want them to, yeah. to explode. Anti fragile is good. It would be very disappointing, uh, uh, and I mean, it'd be like it'd be like a double nuclear winter if Binance wasn't fine and. You know, CZ shakes the tree, tree falls down, <laughs> then and then their tree also falls down. <laughs> you know, like oh, that would suck. I'd have. Well, to- I'm thinking in retrospect, like what could be a sign? One of the signs would be like them forcing BUSD on their exchange. Um, but BUSD is you know fully backed, as far as anybody could tell. Um, so I don't know. They'd have to be doing some pretty shady stuff on the back end. Yeah, but so this is you know. a weekly chart. A huge amount of their markup occurred in like three weeks in 2021. I mean, that took uh-huh. it from forty-five dollars to three hundred and fifty dollars, and then it eventually got all the way to almost seven hundred dollars. Um, and this was a strong token back in 2017 as well, like. Very strong. Um, that whole period makes sense if you think about like the Binance Smart Chain ecosystem and all of the yeah ICOs effectively that they well, were and the, the new all time high that it made and all that kind of stuff. I mean, lo- there was lots of good reasons. It still looks a little bit. It looks ridiculous. Oversized. Yeah, it looks ridiculous. Um, it looks like the type of it. It reminds me of Tesla, which is wrecked, isn't it? Uh, well, it's also trying to. Yeah, I tried buying um, a put spread on this the other day, and my order didn't go through. Oof, that chart, man. Mm-hmm. That does not look good. I've been pointing at this one ever since it was. I mean, that head and shoulders. I drew that exact same thing I had on Binance BNB just now. I had it drawn on this, and it looks like it wants to play it out. I mean, there is some congestion here that it could, you know, people could like try to dump, you know, do a bunch of shorts now and 
end up getting squeezed out of them. Uh, but Elon Musk is selling billions of Tesla still. He sold like three point five billion or something in a recent. Reminds year. me of any um, like ICO where it's like, yeah, guys, well, we believe in the long term as they're selling their whole treasury. <laughs> yeah. Um, I uh, t- tweeted about this the other day. I think the uh, two-year. We talk about the two-year moving average uh, multiplier on BTC a lot. I think the two-year moving average multiplier for Tesla actually did play out as well. For the for those who enjoy uh, multi-asset pack testing, let me just pull it up on my screen. Hold on. It's going to take me a while to find this, but basically that report of Elon Musk selling all these billions was the same time he was telling someone else to be patient. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's exactly what I said. He's like, yeah, guys, everything's going to be fine long-term. Zoom out. Um, yeah, so on the weekly, whatever this moving average is as a multiplier, it's been screaming on this thing for a while now. Um, the bottom is somewhere around 100 Yuck. So yeah, it makes, I don't know, it makes sense. It's pulling back, you know. Things I'm watching into 2023 are definitely the DXY, which we touched on. Definitely inflation. Uh, Trueflation, by the way, that dashboard is great if, for anybody not aware. Um, it's below 6% now, which is a good sign. I don't really know anything else. BTC cloud. I mean, if we get back above the cloud on the daily for Bitcoin. Back above the cloud. That would be great. We're, we've been below the entire year. Literally the entire year. The rejection was right off the Keyshin as well on the daily. Just continue the trend. I mean, this yeah, whole, got, this entire, time. this entire trend is like, even if you ignore my goofy little curved lines, like, that's a nasty downtrend that Bitcoin's been under. Yeah, it had two opportunities with the edge to edge. Both failed, which is pretty rare on the daily. But um, Cloud think, hasn't been wrong. What do you think about uh, ETH BTC? No, nothing new, or do you think it actually is starting to look a little weaker? No, I think fundamentally it's fine. Technically, as long as it stays at this level, I think it could do well. I think Q2 is going to be when things uh, start to turn the corner, if they do, because then you're going to start to see more pressure on the Fed by people saying, look, we got to bring rates down or we got to hold here longer or whatever it is. Um, I keep bringing up the Fed, but that's just like, that's everything right now. That's how it is. The, so yeah, uh, I like the level though. The 30 year still doesn't look, like it's in a real reversal. I mean, it looks weak. Um, to well, back to ETH, BTC. I would, I would love for ETH BTC to not go to point one, but I just, I think it's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good trade. Um, I don't want, I don't want the ETH people to win. They don't deserve to win. <laughs> I want them to win. <laughs> I especially like, I was thinking about this. Yesterday. So Bitcoiners really deserve to win either, Josh. Every, yeah, no, we do. Nobody. We do. It, nobody was, it was a does. fair launch. It was lightning in a bottle, and everything else is an unregistered security. Anyway, um, 
I was thinking about this the other day. Everyone's like, you know, ETH this, ETH that, ETH is going to outperform. It's like, if that's true, then why in touch any other token? You know, if you if you think ETH is, um, you know, that includes anything on ETH, right? Any projects on ETH. Yeah, unless you like, think there's potential for temporary outperformance. But right, obviously. Looking, there's, if you if you're looking in a long-term lens, then I agree with you. Like, my personal desire is to primarily be exposed to ETH. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with you. Uh, that said, I mean, if this falls, if there's a dominance run or of some sort for Bitcoin, like there's a potential for a 40 or 50 percent move on a relative basis down, uh, the same way that there's potential for a significant move up. But I, my bet would still be on up for ETH relative to Bitcoin over enough time. Yeah, there's, I don't have a great read on anything right now, but BTC, definitely in the downtrend still. ETH, BTC, neutral to bullish. ETH, just kind of chopping around. What I want to see is this, if this dollar doesn't do any more than just bounce around sideways. Like, if it gets over, like, 106, I'd be pretty worried. Um, and if it stays in its downtrend, that'd be very bullish for other things. But I still, I still feel like we have to pay attention to dollar, pay have to, have to pay attention to the rates, and just kind of see what happens. And I, I, I think overall, like we'll just be able to take a slow. You know, I don't think anything, yeah. anything super, super excited. I don't think you're in a rush that you have to FOMO. Blah blah blah. Um, we probably have some regulation coming eventually. Oh yeah, next year. I think there's. Plenty of opportunity to get regulated. There's bills coming out left and right that don't make any sense. Um, I hope that the people who are logical will win out in that realm, but I don't know that they will. So just another more time to be patient. Um, yeah. I feel like I feel like this week is in legacy markets all that selling is probably people just banking their losses and going on vacation the rest of the year. And maybe you'll have some low liquidity, yeah. low liquidity upside for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. I mean, it's tax loss harvesting. I don't think many people are getting bonuses this year. So yeah. So why <laughs> I don't, yeah. You know. so, so bank, bank the lost harvest it, be done with it. Come back next year. Yeah. Um, so maybe that it means that there's some, flat or up opportunity over the next couple of weeks for the people who are still left. Still okay, these are, the, these are the two most important things. SPX on the 200 daily moving average and the cloud on the on the Bitcoin daily chart. Until we're above those things, like it's down or flat. I think that's just it. Like, yeah. But there's not much else to it. And for the cloud, you can point both the cloud and the 200 day moving average are going to agree pretty much in terms of trend yeah. following there. And for the S&P... My only the thing is, though, like you have to being prepared for that to flip, like you have to be ready to take action when it does. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You can't just sit here and look at it for, for weeks and months knowing like what should happen at that level and then do nothing when uh, when it does flip. Because it's easy to just sit in like this bearish complacency where it's like, yes, everything's bad. Every aspect of every part of everyone's life is terrible, blah, blah, blah. Right. But um Eventually, the sucker's going to bottom, and we're going to be there for it. Yeah. Sounds good. 
been told I'm on the wrong stream, but I don't think they're right. Are we on the letter status stream? <laughs> I just show up. I talk at the screen <sighs> and I hope, I hope people are listening. That's about it. Um, yeah. Well, I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. If you don't, if we don't see you before then, um, Josh, it was good talking to you. Talking to you. Take it easy. Here, everybody. Bye. Monuments crumble.